This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Really bad, but you won't die if God doesn't give you one. You need to square that away in your thinking. And I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. But for years, God said no to my request for a wife. And I wrestled with that. I'm like, I'm a, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I need a wife. I want a wife. Send me a wife. God said no. And what I came to understand is that what he was saying is not yet. It wasn't a permanent no. It was just not yet. Timing was off. When God doesn't answer your prayers, it's always for a greater good that you can't understand at the moment. As Pastor Robert continues his teaching series through the book of Acts, he'll be reminding us that God knows the beginning to the end and knows exactly what you need and what you don't need in your life. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message. This is such an important passage. There's several things that I want us to take a look at. The first, right in the beginning, it's always good to start at the beginning, right? It happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. Now, I find that a significant statement simply because of some things that we've talked about earlier. You know, when we looked at chapter 16, Paul was all set to go into Asia. And we're told there in Acts 16.6 that the Holy Spirit didn't allow it. They were forbidden. Paul was forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go into Asia and preach the gospel. Ephesus was the key city, the main city, the major city in Asia Minor. So basically what we're being told there in Acts 16.6 is that Paul was all set to go into Ephesus and God said no. And and we talked in our study of Acts chapter 16, we talked about how that that must have been bewildering. I mean, why would God not want you to go and share the message of Jesus Christ? That's, That's why he left Antioch. That's why he left Tarsus to go to Antioch. It's why he left Antioch to, to go on to other places. And, and it's why he was all set to go into, the, you know, wherever. And, and he, he wanted to go to Ephesus and God said, no, no. I've had God say no a few times. Sometimes it can be bewildering. It can be frightening. It, it can be frustrating. And, you know, we've talked about it a little bit in this context. I've been real honest with you. You know, I... I there was one wonderful Christian lady. I asked her to marry me three times. She's not my wife, just so you know. She said no. She said no. And I'm crying out to God, oh, God, you know. And then, you know, I settled that. I was like, all right, apparently this is just not the one. And um, moved on. This is 25 years ago. And along the way, I would pray, you know, God, 
I need a wife. Wonderful Christian man said to me one day, I made that statement and he said, Robert, your thinking is a little off. I'm like, what what do you mean? I I need a wife, man. I need a wife. He said, no, you need water. You need food. You want a wife. Really bad, but you won't die if God doesn't give you one. You need to square that away in your thinking. And I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. But for years, God said no to my request for a wife. And I wrestled with that. I'm like, I'm a, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I need a wife. I want a wife. Send me a wife. God said no. And what I came to understand is that what he was saying is not yet. It wasn't a permanent no. It was just not yet. The timing was off. The timing was off. At one point, and I've shared this with some of you single guys, you know, at one point, I was praying fervently and crying out to the Lord. I even asked the Lord at one point, you know, God, as I'm praying for the wife that I believe you're going to one day bring to me, I mean, how should I be praying, Lord? What should I pray for? I recognized that, you know, maybe my perspective, the Bible says man looks on the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. Well, sometimes what you see at first glance is not what's really there, right? I've met a lot of beautiful people that turned out to be actually quite unattractive. And you, you all know what I'm talking about when I say that. You get to know them a little bit, and it's like, oh, gosh, what's on the inside sure does mess up what's on the outside. Mm, I thought you were beautiful until I got to know you. We've met, right? We've all met people like that. And so I'm praying, God, what, you know, t- tell me, Lord, guide me. How should I pray? What should I be asking you for? And, and the Lord directed me to the passage. I think it's 2 Peter 3, 1, 1 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 3, where God, speaking to women, says, don't merely adorn yourself outwardly. He's not saying don't do it, you know. He's not condemning makeup. He's not condemning, you know, the focus, you know, some focus on outward appearance. But he's saying, don't stop there. Don't merely adorn yourself outwardly, ladies. But work on the inner beauty part as well. That cultivate that, and I forget exactly how it was worded, but the way Peter worded it, but the gentle, quiet spirit that that God adores. And the Lord directed me to that passage and and it was interesting the way it, it, as I read it, it was like God speaking to me. You know, he said, Robert, I want you to pray for a godly woman with a serene spirit. And so I started praying that way. That's where my daughter's name came from, by the way, because I later shared that with Elizabeth and serenity came from that. But I, I prayed for a while, God, that perfect wife for me. You know, the serene spirit. I'm ready, God. And one day he said, no, you're not. Just as clearly in my prayer time. You know? And you know how God just, he just uses our own thoughts, right? It's not like I heard an audible voice or anything. But I'm praying, you know, Lord, just perfect wife for me, Lord. I, you know, that, that woman with the serene spirit, the quiet, gentle spirit. And the Lord just as clearly spoke to my heart. And he said, Robert, do you realize that if I brought to you the perfect wife that I've fitted and suited for you, you would not be the perfect husband for her. Oh, shoot. That's a problem. Because, you know, God is not going to burden this wonderful woman with this not-so-wonderful man, right? Or vice versa. And so the Lord began to deal with me. Robert, what you need to be praying is that I'll make you into the perfect husband for her. 
Now, he, he, didn't, he didn't say to me, as soon as you're there, I've got her ready. He didn't say that, but he let me know, you need to, you need to shift your focus here. You need to start praying differently. And I don't know, maybe this is for some of you, because I didn't say this to any of the other two services. Maybe sometimes our focus is wrong, but, but it, often it's just a matter of timing. God had said no to Paul. Now he says yes to him. Paul goes to Ephesus. He's never been there. He's twice, he's been all over the area, but he's not made it into Asia. He's not made it to Ephesus. Now he makes it to Ephesus. And when he gets there, what does he find? He finds a group of disciples. Now, what does that word mean? You know, I grew up in a, in a denominational church setting. We talked about the disciples, the disciples, the disciples. These were the disciples of Jesus, you know, disciples of Paul and all this kind of stuff. And it just sounded so spiritual, you know, and I, I had a mental picture, you know, like an image in my mind of, of a special group of highly spiritual men and women who were utterly and completely devoted to the Lord Jesus. And, and you just, you attain, it's like they had attained to this certain level of spirituality to finally be called disciples. No, that's not what it means. The word simply means pupils, students. Those being disciplined by, being discipled by someone. We're not even told at first who these were disciples of. You know, we think, we, the, the implication you would think is that they were disciples of Jesus, but that's actually questionable. Because look at the passage with me again. Paul encounters a group of disciples. The wording indicates it was a specific group, by the way, not a scattered bunch. This was a, some guys that were meeting together. Finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Now, the implication from that is that they were at least vicariously disciples of John the Baptist. John the Baptist had been dead a while. So they weren't literally being taught by John the Baptist, but apparently they were being taught by some who had been taught by John the Baptist. You with me? They didn't have the whole picture. They didn't understand everything. It's similar to what we saw with Apollos. It's not entirely clear. And one of the reasons it's not is that the word that, that Paul chose to use here, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The word believed implies faith in the Lord Jesus. The way Paul consistently uses it in his writings in the New Testament, it implies a belief in, a trusting in, a relying upon God. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30, then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. 
and we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire Book of Acts. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Or you can send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the Book of Acts and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.